0: Today is like one of those days where I'm really feeling like, honestly, whether, you know, anything that I do is for anything or whether anything that I do is really, it really counts for anything because I spend all my time praying and the Bible says that no prayer, first of all, goes unanswered, asking ye shall receive and no no word from the lord returns back void so like i have all these different you know words promises from god and all these different visions and just you know kind of like glimpse glimpses into the future and All these different things God told me is going to happen. And then I have all these different things that's happening in the midst of it. Have all these different forces trying to keep me from it. I have all these different confirmations. But I also just have so many different hindrances and delays and setbacks and reasons to give up, really. But every single day, like it's a different... It's not even too different lately, honestly. But every single day, it's a new fight. It's a new demon. It's a new, you know, witch. It's a new, you know, hindrance and setback. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because I'm looked at as a complainer. But when other people, like, it's like, how am I the complainer and I'm up against everybody like it is literally me against all these different people and they feel like just because i have this advantage of having god on my side that it's okay for them to go full force, hard as they can on me every single body every single person and their excuse is you know honestly i know the excuse they're weak they're weak and you know in order to feel stronger they need to click up they need to have more people with them they need to go along with other people and have other people kind of like adding to this and helping them do this stuff that's the only way they feel strong because they know that if they did it on their own they would they would would get nothing done they wouldn't be able to you know even they're not my match they're not my match by themselves and if it were just me against if it were a fair fight it still wouldn't be fair So God is pretty much saying like, you know, that's a compliment because if it's all these people against you all the time, then you need to understand that that's that's how they feel like it's fair to fight you. They feel like they can't beat you one on one. They feel like they can't beat you on their own. They feel like if it's just them against you, if it's just one person against you, they've already lost. That's not a fair fight to them. A fair fight to them is everybody all the time jumping you. That means they're intimidated by you. That means they're afraid of you. That means they're scared. And you've already won. As soon as they as soon as they needed someone else to help them. As soon as they had to have someone else jump in on you, you've already won. Because that means they were afraid to fight you fair. They were afraid to fight you head up. They were afraid to fight you one-on-one. And honestly, this thing this not just, you know, real talk with God. Like everybody knows this. Everybody knows this period from anywhere that if you have to jump somebody, you was afraid that you couldn't have won on your own, you couldn't have won by yourself now, even if you're afraid you can't win on your own and you and you jump somebody that's even weak that's so weak'cause you're so weak you're weak to the point where it's like you didn't know whether you could win on your own, but you still didn't even try because that's how scared you are that's really how scared you are how scared you are is that you know. I don't want to risk getting my butt handed to me. So I'm going to jump this person because I don't want to, I can't stand, I I can't fathom having to face what it seems like, what it looks like, what it feels like to have lost to this person. And I feel like I'm going to lose. Because if you don't feel like you're going to lose, then why are you jumping? And then the only time that they will ever fight you is if you come down to their level. The only time I'm going to fight you one-on-one is if you come down to my level because... The, web, the level you own, it's a fair fight to have all these people on my side. It's a fair fight to have all these people against you all the time. That's a fair fight for me because you are equivalent to fighting all of us. That's, we're that weak. We're that weak that only one of us is just a portion of you. And all of us still can't beat you. But it's just so frustrating because... I mean, obviously, I have God on my side, so, you know, maybe they fear God, you know, and I'm just like, glory be to God, because you don't fear me, you fear God. That's what it is. That's simply what it is, because we're not battling against flesh and blood. We're simply not battling against flesh and blood. If we were battling against flesh and blood, then I probably wouldn't even be on your radar. You wouldn't even be bothering me. You would be doing something else, you know, whatever. But this is a battle against principalities and powers of darkness in the heavenly realms we notice so if that be the case yes with the with the with the power that my father our father gave me i want to say our father because your father is satan but with the power that my father gave me yes you should be scared and you are but it's just so frustrating (laughs) And I shouldn't let it frustrate me. God is telling me, don't let it frustrate you because you know that. And that's all they want. They want to at least frustrate you. But the problem, I feel like, is that, you know, even though I know this isn't true, it's made to feel like, you know, when I go over here to this corner, it's a bunch of people I have to fight. Then I go over here to this corner. There's a bunch of people I have to fight. Anywhere, any any road, any path, any direction I go in, I'm surrounded by a bunch of different people I have to fight in order to literally just live. It's literally just to live. And you might say, no, that's not true because you're living. But I had to fight to get to this point. Like, last year, literally, like... Every, all day, 24-7, I was fighting, fighting, like, and I didn't know who or what I was fighting. So not only are they jumping me, not only is it more than one person against me, but they're also, they're also, like, hiding. They're hiding and throwing stones. Like, they're, like, what, first of all, it's just, like, fighting somebody on a game. Like you're fighting two player, but that the other person ain't even they don't even got their remote control. Like you fighting somebody on a two player game, while they walked away from the remote control, and you that's when you decide to to win. As soon as they put the remote control down, or it's like fighting somebody on a two player, but their remote controller not working, and you know that. It's so coward. It's so coward. Cowardly, excuse me, let me fix my grammar. It's so cowardly. And like, I knew this many people, this many people actually, you know, were cowards in a world. I knew it. But like, it's amazing to truly, truly, truly see this. Like, to really be in the midst of experiencing the extent to how much people really are cowards. And they're proud of it. Like, you proud of being a coward? When did that happen? I just want to know, like, when? Like, when and what time period did it become okay to be a coward? When and what time period did it become okay to be a coward in a group? And everybody's just like, yeah, do that coward. Do that cowardly stuff. And, like... Nobody, you know, that's a cool. It's nobody's checking you. Nobody's checking it. Nobody at all. Like, nobody for once, besides God, of course, says that's so cowardly for you to be doing that. Why are you being such a coward? Why won't you do it this way? Why won't you, first of all, show yourself? Why, why won't you tell the person, show the person who it is they're fighting? Fight them to their face. Why are you sneaking up on them? Why are you sneaking people? Why are you commissioning people to jump a person who can't, who don't even know who you is? First first of all, this person don't know who they fighting or how many. It's like swinging in the dark, but you got night vision. Like, and you proud, you so proud of that. Like, when did it become so popular when 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 did it become such a good thing to be such a coward and to not have integrity like what happened I want to know because it's not just this generation because if that was the case that would mean that it's not older people actually contributing to this so you cannot tell me this a new school thing people are just cowards in real life and it's just amazing to me because you know I'm a girl. First of all, I'm a girl. And I'm a young girl, at that. I'm not going to say I'm a girl. I'm a woman. I'm a young woman. And I'm literally fighting men. I'm fighting men, women, dogs, demons, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, whatever you call it. I'm fighting all of that. By myself. Alone. I mean, I want to say alone because I'm with God. I'm not alone. But me being the only person outside of God that's actually fighting this battle. I won't say that. Yeah, the only person because angels aren't people. But the problem with this is like, I just found it so funny to me, like because every single day I'm mocked. I'm about every single thing that I do that's not up to par. You're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And it's funny to me. Let me crack a joke about all of your shortcomings. Let me talk about all the different things you're not doing right. Let me Let me make fun of you and make you look. Let me point out all of your flaws. Meanwhile, I hide. Behind whatever cloak of darkness or confusion or invisibility. And I got all these people going along with it. And it's just you. And I'm tough. And even if you ain't trying to look tough or you know you're not tough, you're still a coward and you proud of it. I'm not getting it. And, and if anybody didn't understand that, like when I said, I'm tough thing. That's actually like a that's sarcasm. Like, no, you're you're completely the opposite of tough. But like I like I now I feel compelled to pull back. I'm pulling back on that. Like I'm taking back when I ever called this a war. I'm taking that back because that's that's an honor to them. That is a that is a compliment. Matter of fact, that's that's not even a compliment to them because they would they could never accept that. they would be honored to ever be at war with me or with God or with anybody of that nature, any one of that nature. That's a compliment. This is not a war. How could this possibly be a war? You're not. You know. What are you doing? You're not a warrior. Because warriors fight head up. Warriors have some sort of integrity. First of all, warriors want you to know that they fighting you. They want you to know who it is fighting you. And they want you to know what they fighting for. But you hiding. You a coward. I've never seen nobody go to war with no coward. Sorry. Unless, you know, they commissioned an army of people who decided to... Work for a coward and that's just an army of cowards. But, you know, that's a whole nother word. But like I'm saying, though, this not a war in no way, shape or form could this ever be a war. And I'm not a coward that knowing that I'm a warrior, knowing that I have integrity, knowing that I can fight, knowing that I can win, that I would ever need to fight somebody who is weaker than me. And I know it who is lesser than me and I know it. Who is unknowing? And I know it. I would never in my life say, you know, I know I'm I know I can beat that. I am I know I'm powerful and I know that they would not have a chance with me. So let me go ahead and get them now. Because they don't have a chance. And I'm not saying I'm that person. What I'm saying is that in the position that I'm in, I wouldn't even take that position. Where I'm saying, you know what, you're a coward and I'm not. So me fighting you, you know, that's fair. You and all your friends, you and all your coward friends, that's fair to me. I don't even, I wouldn't even take that position. Even though technically that's supposed to be fair to me, it's still not. Because I'm still, it's still an unfair fight for me. If a coward ever got to fight anybody who's not a coward, that's an unfair fight. I don't care how many cowards you got with you. There's this saying that says, a, uh, Who will win? a what do I call it a uh, a family I don't, I don't I don't I forget what it's called a family of sheep led by a lion or a family of lions led by a sheep who's going to win and the fact of the matter is if it's a family of lions led by a sheep they gonna all be sheep. I don't care if the lion know how to. The lion is the king of the jungle. Can rip you to shreds, and can hunt down is the biggest predator is the biggest predator hands down. Besides human on this earth, the biggest predator. And guess what? If it's led by sheep, it's still not nothing. It's still not none of that, because you can raise a lion up from from the ground up. And even though this stuff is, inst- is instinct, it's instinct for a lion to hunt, it's instinct for a lion to clean itself, it's instinct for a lion to breathe, right? But if it's led by a sheep, it's going to be taught to be a sheep, regardless of instinct. So that means as soon as a lion decides, well, it feels instinctual. It feels like instinct for me to go and hunt down, you know, this sheep. And the sheep is like, wait, no, you don't hunt down sheep. What are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to your instinct or are you going to listen to me, the leader? And that's how that goes. That's how that army goes. Because a army of lion led by sheep is just a bunch of sheep that don't know their sheep. Or maybe it's a bunch of lions that don't know that they're sheep or a bunch of sheep that don't know they're lions however you want to put that same thing or now here's the other here's the other thing now here's the other here's the other side of the war a bunch of sheep led by a lion everybody say those are sheep you can't teach a sheep to be a lion you are not about to see no sheep out here Um, king of the jungle, you know, hunting, instinctual, biggest predator, hands down, besides human. You ain't about, no, you can't put that. You can't put sheep in that category. Sheep need to be tended to. They need to be taken care of and they need to be cared for. They need to be protected. So if anything, if it's an army of sheep and a lion, the lion ain't doing nothing but protecting the sheep. Ain't wrong. Because The sheep. Guess what? Yes, their instinct is to be sheep. Their instinct is to graze grass and, you know, get milked, follow the shepherd. That's what the instinct of the sheep is. But with the lion leading them, the lion is like, no, I'm the leader. You following me. This is what you do. So now you got a whole army of sheep that's being taught. All the tricks of the lion. That's being trained to be like a lion. That's being taught to hunt. That's being taught to win. That's being taught strength. That's being trained in a manner it's supposed to be trained. That's what you have. So you bring all these sheep Behind this lion. And you bring them up to these lion behind this sheep. The lion behind the sheep. Guess what? They don't know what to do. They've been taught to be a sheep. They don't have the proper training. But these sheep. Even though. Physically. They are no match for lions. They are no match. But guess what? They got all the tricks. They got all the training. They got all the capabilities of acting out what an army of lion would do. So the lion, guess what? The lions, they're they're acting out what an army of sheep would do. They grazing grass and getting milked. And the sheep, they're hunting. They're winning. They're fearless. So when it comes down to it, it looks like the Army of lion would win. It looks like they would, but their leader already determined that for them. Because they're not thinking for themselves. They can't think for themselves. But even if they did decide to think for themselves, who's teaching them how to think? I mean, well, if they're thinking for themselves, then, you know, they don't need to be taught how to think. But even if they decided to start thinking for themselves, they never had a right, they never had the right example. They never had an example to begin with on what a what a lion should be thinking like. No, they only have a sheep to te- teach them how to think. So they're thinking like what a sheep should think like. Then you got the lambs, the sheep, who they really supposed to be timid and prey. But they got a lion teaching them how to think. They have become the predators. The shoe is on the other foot. So it's never about the army. It's always about the leadership. And the God I serve, it kind of makes all of this, you know, void. But regardless, you get my point. The God that I serve... It doesn't matter if he's training an army of sheep or an army of lion. They're still going to come out warriors. And Satan. It doesn't matter if he had an army of lion, army of sheep or army of any of the top predators that ever could have existed. He's still a sheep to God who is a lion. And that's just a fact. I mean. I know it's sheep, it's lamb, and it's goat, but those pretty much the same category. And why is the sign for the devil a goat? He's a sheep, and he leads sheep. But ultimately, that doesn't matter when God is a lion, and he leads lion. He's a lion and a lamb, though. That's what makes him perfect, but regardless of anything, the God I serve, he ties all together, he makes it happen. It doesn't matter who he's leading. they're going to be an army of warriors ready, trained, and ready to go and this has been told so many different times and so many different stories, like the story with Gideon. He didn't believe in himself, he didn't know what he was going to do, but God made him feared. God made sure he won, had his nemesis, enemies, whatever you call it, that was outnumbering him, bigger, stronger, running because of God's name, because of God's training. Then you have the story of Moses who never believed in himself, even though he had it in him. God made him that. God validated him god sent him on a mission that was quite impossible without god and overall afterwards he took down the biggest and greatest army and king outside of god there's more he did the same thing like i said in a previous episode with archangel michael when archangel michael took down satan He did it again with the Israelites. The Israelites were slaves. He turned them into their own nation. All these different things that God does. All these different times. God makes it happen. All these different times that God. Takes. What it looks like. Twists what it looks like. Turns something that looks timid and unassuming and less than likely and makes it possible. He's making impossible possible. That's what he does. Cause with man it is impossible with but with God anything is possible. You might be wondering why I'm saying this. Well I'm saying this because even though you know and, and this is not to say that you know honestly that I am a less than likely choice or that, you know, he had he is making it impossible possible with me. But one thing that God definitely makes known and definitely makes clear, even though I'm humble and I give all glory to God, I know that without him, nothing, none of this is possible without him. I am nothing. But he's made it clear. This is not that this is not a unassuming crowd. This is not a less than likely situation, you know, per se, because if they had felt that you really weren't a threat, if they weren't intimidated at by you at all, if they had felt that anything that they were capable of was way out of your league, they wouldn't even be worried about you. They wouldn't have been looking for you. They wouldn't have been waiting on you. They wouldn't have been preparing for you. This is the thing. I spoke about in previous episodes how when I got here, they was waiting on me. They was looking for me. Meaning that each and every single person, and that's a lot of people, that came within it. I want to say with even within the requirements because it got to the point where they was looking underneath rocks. Every rock. Leave no stone unturned. They searching through crowds. Each and every single person needs to be checked. Each and every single person needs to be evaluated to make sure to find this person. We're going to find this person. And you want to know how I know that they did that? Cause God told me, God told me when I showed up, God already told me what I was sent here to do. So I already knew my mission when I got here, but I'm hoping that they would, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I don't know what they knew about it. They must've knew a lot, but I know that they was hoping that it was anything, anything at all that, you know, they didn't necessarily know. Oh, excuse me, that I didn't necessarily know anything at all that I possibly could have, you know, been oblivious to that they knew so they can have that advantage. (laughs) So when I was praying, you know what they said one day? They said it's her. And the way they said it, they said, it's her heart drop, heart dropping into their stomach. It's her. But you know what? It was a lot of emotions in that. It's her. It was the emotion of, you know, I don't know what the, what's the word I'm looking for, but sort of like. When you look up to somebody, it was the emotion like they looked up to me more than looked up to me like they were celebrity. They were not celebrities. They were fans. I was a celebrity to them. It's her. In shock and disbelief. Also, that is her was it's her fear, intimidation. That it's her was it's her. Finally, we found her. It was a it's her, it's her. It's time. Time's up. It's time to go. Round up the army. Load up the cannons. Let's get started. That is her was everything. And when I heard that, I said, hmm. Honestly. Honestly. At the time, I couldn't laugh. I mean, I laughed. But at the time, I could not laugh. Because... I felt like, hmm, this exactly what God says is going to happen. Exactly what he said he sent me here to do. Exactly what he's been telling me my whole life. Exactly to the T what he has been preparing me for, building me up to, raising me to do. Is literally coming into fruition. It's literally coming into play. And it's like they know that. They they sense just as much as I was able to pick up on when they said that, they was able to pick up on when I said, huh. So It's you. You've shown up and quite honestly, (laughs) quite honestly, like you know how can I be surprised? I was not surprised. It was just why well, can't ever find the words I'm looking for. It was just I wouldn't even say it's shocking. It wasn't shocking. It wasn't surprising. It was just very, very, very funny. Like I don't know how to explain. It, it was so funny. It was like that feeling you get when it's like like wow like everything you said was gonna happen is really happening for me it was more like people like this really (laughs) exist like you're they're serious like you're serious like no you really do stuff like this like all this stuff god been telling me My whole life, like you really showed up just like that. It's kinda like when like like you hear about this character and then here comes this stereotype character like literally exactly exactly how they're like explained like you sometimes you say people don't do that, don't judge people. Don't criticize people. Don't be critical. Don't jump to conclusions or make assumptions that everybody is the same like that. Don't feel like, you know, there's this certain mold that certain people just have to fit into. And this person is fitting it like these kind of people literally live up to that stereotypical type personality, character and lifestyle literally to the T. Like when you see people on TV, like rappers, you know, big chains nice gold out go iced out watches they spend all their money on nice cars million dollar houses flexing with money flexing with a bunch of different girls um all they do is talk about their money they don't have no substance outside of their money they don't need to have substance that's what they said because their money makes up for it um you know Gotta have an entourage, gotta have people backing them up, gotta have a crowd, you know, gotta have, you know, the people reinforcing their sense of confidence, their false sense of confidence. They gotta have, they gotta, they are just reinforcing stereotypes with every single thing that they do, say, and think. And you think to yourself, nah, that's just an image, like, it's gotten so popular to look like this. That once you actually read a meet a real rapper, you know that like, you know, if they if you if you get to like if they care enough to let you get to know who they really are, they're not really like that. Like, they don't really care like that. Like that's not that's not really how they move. That's not really how they act. That's not really how they think. And it's like, no, that's real, and you can't do nothing but laugh, cause you just like wow like like no difference you don't want to be different at all like that's that's boring but it's not even about being boring like that's just wow like okay here you are standing in front of me looking just like a picture like wow and then that's not the only example so then there's the villains right So it's debatable whether those rap whether those type of people are villains or not. You'd be the judge. It's usually based off of personal opinion, anyways. But then there's the villains, which also is based off personal opinion. Everybody doesn't see the villain as the villain. But then there's the stereotype villains, right? Who are on the side of bad. We're just gonna call them villains because they choose bad, right? Let's keep it simple like that. There's the stereotype villains that you know they want nothing but evil they love to make people suffer and guess what yes you guessed it they want to conquer the world i will conquer the world type villain oh what else they tell you everything that they're gonna do right before they do it and then While you're pretty much probably tied up or walking right into their trap. Haha, you've walked right into my trap. And, you know, they know how it's going to end. But somehow, because their their plan is foolproof, (laughs) with their foolproof plan, it's going differently for them because they have come up with this new technology, this new foolproof plan that they've tested or maybe not. And you're there's nobody's going to be able to penetrate it like nobody, not even you. <laughs> and these people, they show up. And all their villainous tactics. Like, could you be any more of a stereotype? And we all know how that story ends. Like, pick up a comic book for once. The story always ends with you telling me, you trapping me, you lead me into a trap, right? You know, however that works. However it ends up, I end up right in front of you. You tell me exactly what's going to happen. Your whole plan. You tell me your whole plan to the T or somehow I get the plans of what happens, right? What's going to happen. And I'm trapped. I'm cornered. There's no way out. It's foolproof. And then after that, somehow, because I'm the good, because I'm the good guy, I good prevails somehow some way even though the chances were slim to none and then everything backfires back in your face and you're just no my plan should have worked it would have worked like what do you like i don't know i really don't know I honestly don't know what to say, but, like, that's what happens. That's what always happens. The good guy wins, and you, if you don't end up, you know, telling me you'll be back, (laughs) you end up either in jail or dead. That's how the plans work. I mean, if we wanted to make it a series, then you'll be back. But if this is just a movie... You die. Some odd cases, you go to jail. Like, this is how it always ends. And it's never ended no other way. So why always the song and dance? Like, why always... Why, why, why don't, you know, why is it never more interesting? Why does it never end up no other kind of way? Why does it always have to be a good versus evil fight? Why does it always have to be a good guy versus a bad guy? You would say, well, what do you presume happens? What I presume happens is you work out your issues and you don't become the bad guy. Work out your issues, learn how to live as a normal human being when there's ups and downs in life, but you don't let it hinder or decide for you the person that you're going to be for the rest of your life. I mean, that's an option. Is that too cliche? Is that too expected too? like that's ah boring? And then guess what? Your story. You don't know what I've been through. And then you tell me this horrible story about all these horrible things you've been through. Usually way more than anybody should have ever, ever had to go through. And that's what made you decide that being good wasn't worth it. Right? But then you neglect to realize or at least accept that there's so many people in this world with so many stories and nobody's story is perfect not even jesus who was perfect story was perfect but you know and i'm not discrediting whatever you've been through i'm not discrediting all the horrible things you've had to endure that weren't fair I'm not discrediting any of that. What I'm saying is that, regardless of anything, everybody has to go through something. Everybody. And the difference between you and the next person whose story may or may not be worse is that you decided that the world revolves around you and your story. You decided that, oh, matter of fact, It doesn't matter whether my story is worse or not of yours. All I know is I can't get over it. All I know is that everything I've been through is not going to be in vain. I'm going to make people suffer. But you decided that the only way for your story to not be in vain or everything that you've been through to not being vain is for you to make people suffer. Or to inflict that same pain on others, when in reality, it's just like there's other options. And I could do this all day, giving a whole rundown of all the many different reasons why you probably chose the route you chose and why you feel like the other route is just not for you. But that doesn't make a difference, though. Because when it comes down to it, everybody has a story. And guess what? You're not going to be the only person in this world, on this planet, who decides that, you know, my story is more important. And I want to conquer the world. And I want to make other people suffer because of my suffering. You're not going to be the only person. You're not going to be the last person. You're not the first person. And your story's not that unique if you choose that route. Matter of fact, it's kind of cliche, stereotypical and boring. You know, it's way more interesting, even though we hear this a lot, too. You actually not letting it shape the decisions that you make. You actually deciding that even though I've been through this, I'm not going to let it make me a bad person. Yes, I'll work through it. Yes, it'll be hard. Yes, I'll have to suffer. And yes, you know, this stuff is probably always I'll never forget it. That's just that's what I'll say. I'll just never forget it. I mean, you can forget. Jesus says forgive and forget. But that doesn't mean that you've actually forgotten. When he says forgive and forget, he means treat someone as if you forgot it. That doesn't mean you actually did. You'll probably never forget the unfair things and the unfair circumstances you've had to endure. But you need to treat people as if you forget. You need to love people as if it never happened. And if you don't, then you just be a stereotype. And guess what? You know... You know, I, I'm sure you can find somewhere to fit in over there, but that's pretty, like, full to the brim. You know how I many people over there are still trying to do that? I thought you were different. But maybe you're not. Maybe you don't want to be different. Maybe you don't care about being different. Maybe everything that you've been through made you don't care. make you not even care about logic or stereotypes or any of that stuff. You just want to do what you want to do, and you just want to be who you want to be, and... Can't nobody tell you nothing because you gonna be your story's gonna end differently than all the rest of the people who decided to go the route you went. You're gonna win. No no no. You're gonna get something done. And if you're not able to get something done, at least you'll feel better. Right? No. So I mean like, I'm not saying this from the, per- the type of person that's like, you've never had to endure, you've never been through unfair circumstances, you don't know what it's like, or maybe you're just one of those people who, you know, you're super self-righteous, you're so much better than everybody, you don't never, you know... You never have the the urge to, you know, hurt people like you've been hurt. You never have the urge to take the things out on the unfair things out on you that has happened to you on other people. You never have the urge to get revenge for the different things that's happened to you. Matter of fact, you don't let none of that stuff that you've been through ever hinder you. You always prevail because you're a good guy, right? No, I'm just normal. I won't even say normal. I'm not even normal. Like, what is normal? I just know that I'm not about to go out and decide that I'm the only person in this world with a story. And that mine should trump everybody else's. And that I'm about to sit up here and inflict everything that I've been through off on everybody else. Only because I can't work through my own issues. Because somehow I'm special. I'm so special in that way. And you know what you are special? But you're not special in a way that you are exempt from different unfair circumstances. You're not special in a way that bad things don't have to happen to you just like they happen to everybody else in this world. And you're definitely not special in that way that your story, your, the bad things that happen to you matter more than everybody else's. So we all got to suffer because of you. I mean, maybe you did get very far. Maybe you got further than a lot of people. Maybe you can go further. But where does it end? That's the point. Where's your end game? Where do you land? Because somehow in your mind, either you never even thought about landing or you got this false sense, like this delusion where you think you'll land safely somewhere. You don't. With all this turbulence, there's no way you're landing safely. It's simply not happening for you, but... I mean, hey, there's a plot twist. You land safely after all you've done. And guess what? It will only be by the grace of God. So, I just feel like, you know, I'm sure. Like, I kind of hate this talk too, honestly. I never even really want to have this kind of talk because it's like, you know, oh my gosh, what do I say? I've been there. I was you. And... I know what that's like and oh my gosh, you don't wanna hear it. Everybody's saying that. Oh my gosh, it's so much better, so much funner, it's so much easier. It feels so much better just to go ahead and do whatever I feel like doing because I feel like doing it. And let let it make let it make me feel better or, you know, carry out my plans and excuse me. Somehow conquer the world in a process like or maybe you ain't, you ain't shoot for the stars like that. You ain't want to conquer the world. You just wanted to be able to inflict, you know, as much pain that was off on, inflicted on you in an unfair circumstance off until, you know, somehow one day it makes you feel better. Somehow one day it fills that void in your heart. And it still never has and probably never will. But you're going to do it until, you know, you get tired of it. And you may not ever get tired of it because, like I said, that void ain't ever going to get filled. So you know, I don't really like being that that guy, that person. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm about to tell you about this. I'm gonna tell you about you, such and such and such, because guess what? It's a waste of time to me. You still chose what you chose, probably still knowing all that. You knew full well the outcome. You know full well the circumstance. You know full well that you ain't the only person with a story in this world, and your story probably ain't even the worst. It's real bad. It's probably real bad, yeah, just like a lot of people, but it's not the worst story ever because ain't nobody got a worst story. Ain't no story worse than Jesus. But regardless of any of that, you know, you knew full well all of that. You knew full well that your story could end however it ended and you still went through with everything you did. So that's why I don't ever feel the need to be the person to be like, oh, my gosh, like, let it go for once. You know, stop being a cliche. Stop being a stereotype. Let it go. Move on with your life. Be normal. I mean, not normal. I hate saying that word. But work your issues out. Try your best to be the best person you can be regardless. Or even if you can't be the best person you can be regardless, at least don't spend your time trying to inflict the different things that's happened to you off on other people as if we don't all have issues, problems, and a story. But... You know, I don't like to tell people that. I don't like to tell people that because, guess what? Hey, when I was in that position, when whatever, you know, that crossroad that you probably was at, when you decided to do whatever you did, maybe you didn't even have this crossroad. Maybe you didn't even think about it. Maybe you just did. Maybe you just thought you just did whatever you did. But I don't believe that. Whenever you was at that crossroad, I was there, too. And guess what? It wasn't easy. I don't think I never truly decided where I was like, yeah. I'm going to be a good person forever. And I'm not going to let stuff affect me. I'm not going to let what I've been through hinder me. I don't think I ever really truly decided that either because I think I realized that that's going to take a whole lot of healing and a whole lot of understanding that I don't have yet. So I guess we'll just cross that road when we get to it. But ultimately, I do know that I'm not about to sit up here and pretend as if I'm special. Like, everybody else don't have to suffer. And I know that I don't want nobody else to feel the way I was. So it was cut off. Excuse me to anybody who might be listening. But it was cut off before I meant before I meant it to. But um, what I was saying was that I don't think I ever sat down and decided that I was going to be a hero or a villain. I just knew that I wasn't going to go off and inflict the same pain that happened to me off on others. So I guess that's you deciding your side where you're like, when you get that process, when you get to that thought process where it's like, you know, oh, what I've been through hurt me so bad. I swear it hurts so bad and it's not fair. And you know what? Now. I'm about to go take it out on everybody and everything in this world that that ever crossed my path because this should never happen to me. And so now you're about to feel like how I feel. You're going you're gonna to have to feel like when I'm done with you, it should never happen to you. Or you get the process, which was what? Which was my thought process. So I guess, you know, that is kind of like a choice between which one you're choosing hero or villain. And my thought process was. That was that ooh, that was so painful. Like I swear. That was the worst thing that ever could happen to anybody and it's not fair. It's probably not the worst thing that ever could happen to anybody, but right now I can't see the difference. And it was not fair. And you know what? Ooh, I swear this could make you not care about nobody or nothing in this world. Like if I ever had to if I ever had anything to say to anybody who could have had who could've had anything to do with a different outcome, I hate you. How dare you? You could have saved me, but you ain't even care. Or you ain't try. Or you ain't try hard enough in my eyes. Or I just feel like blaming somebody. But guess what? I could never In my life, imagine this kind of pain being inflicted on anybody else ever again. So I'm not about to contribute. And I don't know how much power I got. I don't know what I am really capable of in this world. Or if I could ever stop this from ever happening to somebody else ever again. But I know that I'm not going to be the kind of person that adds to it. I'm not about to contribute to it. I'm not about to be one of those people who go along with it, who help it happen. Who is, you know, part of what's wrong with this world, nah, I'm going to do everything in my power and whatever power I got to keep that from happening, to go the other way, to stop that, to be different. And in that moment. Honestly, I felt just as powerless as I felt when it happened to me, even in deciding that when it happened to me, I felt just as powerless as I felt in any situation where, OK, I'm powerless about these different things, these different conditions I grew up in, these different things that happen in this world and in different unfair circumstances, I'm powerless. And so that must mean I'm just as powerless when it comes to actually making a difference. But what do I control? What can I control? I can control my actions. I can control the different things that I go off and do in this world. I can control the different spirit, energy, love that I decide to share, to show, and to put into this world. I can control that. If not anything else. I can't control nobody else's actions. I can't control what, you know the unfair circumstances or the many different hiccups and... Monkey wrenches and plans, whatever you want to call it. I can't control that part. But I can control my choices. What I choose to do every single day, I can control that. And if that be the only thing I can control, if that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight hard every single day to make the right decisions. I'm going to fight every single day to make the right choices. And so far, I mean, what can I say? This is real life. It ain't always going to be, you know, exactly how you planned it. You ain't always going to even be able to make the right decision. Sometimes you're going to slip up. Sometimes you're going to make the wrong decision. Sometimes you're going to mess up. Sometimes you're going to, you know, end up down the wrong road. Like, you're not always going to be... You know, on the right road every single day, it's not a straight path. It's obstacles, it's choices, it's mistakes being made, it's flaws, it's being imperfect but trying your best. That's what it's about. But what I will not do is decide not to at least try. What I'm not going to do is to decide that I'm going to actually just give up and decide, like, you know what? I'm not for good, I'm for bad. Every single day out in my life, out here in this world, I'm going to go off and I'm going to be a worse person. I'm going to be a bad person. I'm going to inflict this pain on others. And somebody going to pay for this. No. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Like, I may have tried. I won't lie. Like I said, it's not a straight path. I may have tried, but it wasn't for me. But, you know... I realized, like, you can let your past shape you or you can shape your future. Simple as that. Let your past shape you or shape your future. And I've been through a lot of different circumstances in my life where I realized that, you know, even though it's not a straight path, I kind of already chose my side. I don't always make the right decisions. I'm not always reflective of a perfect superhero. I'm not always reflective of a hero at all. But when it comes down to it, the decisions that I make, the choice, the choices that I make, the side that I choose is so clear. It's so evident. And if it weren't, then, you know, I genuinely feel like I'll be in a different place right now. I'd be in a different position. I'd be doing something else, you know. Because it's the small things, it's the little things that add up to big things, the little decisions every single day when you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, oh, it's going to be another one of those days. But you decide that, you know, even if this is a bad day or if this is a bad week or this is a bad month or this is a bad year, at least one of these days, one of these hours, one of these instances or one of these thoughts is going to be, I want to be better. I want to do better. One day I will be doing better. And even if it's one choice out of a million bad ones, it doesn't matter because you still hope for a better future. You still want to be a better person. And I'm not saying nobody does this. I'm not saying that a lot of people are exempt from this. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, do this where they're like, you know, at least hopefully in the future things can change, even though they're looking very, I'm making a lot of mistakes. I'm not trying. At least one day in the future, it'll be different, hopefully. Whether you believe that God is capable of that or not, that's what you want. And I ultimately decided that, you know, that's all it took. That's all it took for God. I mean, besides my belief and faith in him. That's really all it took. And honestly, despite my belief and faith in him, all it took was for me to decide to myself out of a million thoughts that I think every year, out of a million thoughts that I think all the time, whatever. All it took was that one thought where it's like, but I want to be better. But I want this to be different in a good way. But I want one day to end up on the other side of this and that be the right side and that's all it takes and I'm sure you know a lot of people got a bunch of different you know opinions uh, input or you know things that they could add say whatever regardless but it got me to this point I know the proof isn't a pudding it got me to this point that that it was a bunch it was way more than just one in a million but it was a bunch that those those the little things that little bit of effort that i put in towards being better it started to add up a little is starting to be a lot until one day practice makes perfect everything will work out and everything that happened for me. But I know what I don't want. I don't want to be stuck in the same mindset, making the same mistakes forever. I don't want to be comfortable. Thinking this is what I'm supposed to be like. This is what I'm supposed to have. This is how I'm supposed to live. This is okay. Like no. I want things to actually look different in my future. Or my future to be a future. How are you living? How do you have a future when you. Your plans for your future to be your past. You don't ever plan on changing. Your future is your past. It got to change. So. Like I said. I'm not, you know, a so-called hero (laughs) and, you know, I don't know what's the guidelines for being a villain. Like, I don't know. I didn't get the requirement sheet, but I do know that whether I'm a hero or a villain, regardless of any of those things, I'm human. I make mistakes, but I'm also choosing to put my best foot forward. So honestly, I don't think that really goes on either side, hero or villain. I just think that, you know, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it's called, regardless of what it seems like, I know what I want out of life. And I think that's all that matters. I want what God wants for me. I really do. And that don't mean being perfect. That don't mean everything working out perfectly. That don't mean... You know, being perfect like Jesus—that just means striving towards it. And I'm sure somebody listening to this, is like, "Oh my God, I'm tired of hearing about." You. Excuse me. I'm tired of hearing about Jesus. But you know, Jesus tired of seeing sin. So I guess you know, and imagine how much more tired he's he is of it than we are. Of hearing about what we are doing wrong, so. You know, I mean, what can I say? I'm not, like I said, I'm not the person. I'm not even really the pep talk person, really. You know, I just, I just speak the words I feel like God gave me in my heart. I'm really not the pep talk, pep talk person. I'm the person that's like, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I found out is true. This is what I've seen, you know, so far. I don't know if it'll work for you, actually. I don't know your life. I know your thought process. I don't know what you would choose or what you would rather do. I can't choose that for you, and I wouldn't want to because I don't know. Do you even know? Because I don't even know for me. So, no, no, I wouldn't want to be that, I wouldn't want to have that kind of control over anybody. I don't even have that kind of control over myself. A lot of times, you know, I want to do this and I do that. A lot of times, my yes is no, my no is yes. So why would I ever want to have that type of control over somebody else? And I can't even really a lot of times decide for myself. God decides for me. That's why I need him. Because when I don't know what I'm doing, when I don't have a good idea of what I'm doing and how to do it, he does. And he's always right. That is so comforting. When you're indecisive as I am, and even when you're super decisive, but you still don't know how it will go, you can't control all of the outcomes and all of the circumstances. You just simply can't. I don't care what you say. I don't care how much power and control you think you have. You can't control everything. No, you can't. And when you can't control everything, you worry about what's going to end up happening, what's ultimately going to get you from here to there, or what's going to happen in between from A to Z. Then ultimately, you know, it's so comforting. It's so peaceful. It's so relaxing to know that God does and you can give it to him and he can choose for you. Or if, you know, he even if He's not able to actually physically choose for you, he can give you some good insight on where to go, and what to do when you don't know. But, you know, I'm sure it's a lot of different people who still have yet to see that for themselves. And I can't force your journey. But, you know, I just realized that, you know, it's for me, for my opinion to not be, you know, receive whenever somebody feels like receiving it, it sure does mean so much. When somebody want to pick it apart or somebody want to use it as an example for whatever beneficial reasons they have, regardless of any of that, you know, my opinion mattered then. But it don't matter no other time. It don't matter when it's not beneficial to you. It don't matter when you don't agree with it. But it matter when you can use it for something. You know, and I'm not telling you to do stuff differently. I'm not telling you, you absolutely wrong. What I'm saying is that, you know, I see that. (laughs) I definitely see that. You know, I'm glad that you can use my opinion for anything, though. You know, I'm glad it matters that much. Because your opinion don't. I'm sorry, I'm going to be quite 100. I don't care about your opinion. When it comes down to it, Just like, yeah, you know, reassuring. Or, you know... Revealing, whatever it be, reassuring or revealing, you know, ultimately your opinion don't matter. Only God's opinion matters. And I think you have to be a pretty prideful. You have to have a a really high sense of self to think that your opinion should matter to somebody else. Honestly, when it's ever changing, it probably barely mattered to you. How much do your opinion really even matter to you? Before you expect it to matter to somebody else. I don't know. But, you know. I can tell you one thing. When I talk to God. When I, when I have my trial, my judgment, my judgment day in heaven. My fair trial. My opinions, you know, when it came down to ultimate judgment, did not matter. No, they didn't. But they were heard. So I want to say, you know, I want to rephrase that. My opinions ultimately did not change his ultimate judgment. It did not change what he was going to decide. But yes, they did matter to him because how I feel matters to God. And that's the only person I would ever want to guide me, rule over me, control me, tell me anything or do anything in my life or, you know, have any type of control or take That's the only person I want to have take advice from, period. Somebody like him that, you know, even though my opinions could never change whether his judgments are just because they're always just with or without my opinions. They still matter to him. They're still heard. He still listened. And sometimes even was merciful enough to consider them an ultimate outcome. They were considered. Doesn't mean it would have changed his just judgment. His judgment is just regardless. It's more than just. It's gracious. But ultimately... I do know that, you know, when it come down to it, he didn't even have to care. He didn't have to care. I sat there, and regardless if I thought I was a know-it-all or not, I sat there after seeing the decision he made and seeing the choices that he picked and what he decided, I sat there and I said to myself, wow. That's perfect. With or without my opinions. Is nothing that can make that more perfect. And I'm one of those people. Who honestly. You know. Could feel like. My opinion need to be considered. In order for that to be a valid judgment. But with or without my opinions. That was a valid just judgment. Never, My opinions never were needed. But even after that. Even after that was even made clear to me, your opinions, you know, don't necessarily change the outcome. Even after all of that, my opinions were considered, they were heard, and not only were they considered and heard, they were granted. Petitions granted. That means not only am I going to hear your opinion and consider it, but I'm actually going to... To make you feel better, to show you that I love and care for you and what you think and how you feel, grant you whatever it is that you are petitioning for.